Good morning, world. <clears throat> Presently making some coffee. Getting ready for the new day. Um, I've recently, and I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, started sharing on the app Tuners. And I don't know why I think that everyone that's hearing this has heard everything before. You may just be dialing in for the first time. And like, who is this auto dude and what is he doing on my phone? Ooh, here we go. <laughs> this is one of the best moments of the day. Adding the local honey to the coffee. I'm such a junkie. <laughs> I bought a vat of honey. Because they charge you like a million dollars for the smallest little container at the store. So if you can get it from the source, that's always better. So this app Tuners that I've got uh, connected to through the movie All Is Lost. There was a song in there that... Sorry about the obnoxious sound of the honey. Uh, there was a sound in there, that, a song in there that really made an impact. And uh, I looked it up on Google and it led me to this app called Tuners, which is kind of like a podcast, but it's a conversational podcast in the sense that people can reply, which is amazing because it gives you the sense of a community. Unlike Anchor, which is just you spouting off to the world. But I'm finding that I'm not getting what I want from the world. There is one podcast that consistently uh, inspires me and is fun to listen to all the time. But... They're very limited in their releases. Uh, it's called Reply All Tech Nerds. And uh, I love that podcast, but I haven't found anything else that... Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a coffee yet. I haven't found anything else that really c- makes a connection. So I'm hoping that this can be that for someone else. While you're making your coffee or doing the dishes or whatever, you can say, oh, let me throw that auto guy on. <laughs> he occasionally has interesting things to say. Uh, occasionally is uh, quite humorous. So this could be a recap of my, <laughs> of my tuner's experience. Um, at least this particular one, this particular episode, episodic. Um there's a bunch of really interesting and cool people on there and they um, got there some of them got there through Alex who was the guy that started the app he's the lead singer for the or was the lead singer for the band Edward Sharp and the Zeros which I did not know when I first started to uh, participate I just knew that he wrote that cool song that was on that one thing Oh my, let me drink some of this coffee because I keep yawning. And, uh... My 
Anyways. And we get some Day in the Life kind of broadcasts on there from different people from all over. Uh, some people out here in Cali where I'm at. Some in the Midwest and some in Mexico, some in Europe. It's really cool. And they share a little bit about what's going on in their world. And I'm going to share a little bit about what's going on in my world. Aside from amazing coffee. I don't know how I got to be such a junkie. Uh, so this is a, a overcast, mild day in Berkeley today. It is... Ten-ish, something in the morning. And there's a cool breeze. And this particular day takes me back in time to when I first arrived at Berkeley. And I apologize, the pauses for the coffee. But maybe you have some too. Um, I, had was, I had been working in Yosemite National Park as a dishwasher. There's multiple areas in the park if you've never been. And one of the areas that's at the highest elevation is called Tuolumne Meadows. And it's absolutely, unbelievably gorgeous. It's a little unique than other parts of the park in the sense that it's got some more wide open spaces. So there's meadows, Tuolumne Meadows, and uh, they do horseback riding up there. And um, the, the place where I was working was a little tent village. So the customers, visitors, whatever you call them, had canvas tents with uh, concrete slabs. And the staff had canvas tents with wooden slabs. So it was basically like a pallet almost that the tents were on top of. And there were two single beds per tent. And um, I had been working in the lower part of Yosemite called the Valley. And because Tuolumne Meadows is so high, uh, it get, the pass gets shut down when the, in the wintertime when the, the snow is too thick. And so it runs sometimes like May to September, something like that. Although as the... This was, uh, I think, 1993 or 1994, so it might be open all year round now, I don't know, with climate changing. And uh, so we got up to the uh, Tuolumne Meadows beginning of the season before we had any uh, customers at all, and sort of got everything set up, all the beds and rooms and uh, it was just the staff, and at the it's the camp is right along uh, the river. I'm not sure if it's the Merced or something else, but essentially it's it's snow melt, and so at the beginning of the season when the snow is still mostly frozen, the river is just a trickle. So from tent to tent. You can hear people 
talking quietly, doing whatever it is that they do in their tents. And every tent had a wood-burning stove. So, at, you know, about 3 o'clock in the morning, you wake up freezing your ass off and you got to start a fire again. And um, by the middle to the end of the season, the snow's melted and the river is raging. So by that time, we had gotten to know each other a little bit and parties started to happen. So in the beginning, the we would meet up for a safety meeting, quote unquote, which means you're going to go smoke some weed out in the woods. And uh, in the middle of the season, when the river is loud, we could just meet up in tents and, and have like full on musical drums and trumpet uh, parties. And because the river was so loud, you couldn't hear it in the next tent. It was really quite amazing. It was a good time. I was, uh, the dishwasher had the absolute best position in that kitchen because the sink looked out over the river and out into the woods. So the chef had their back to the outside, this big, beautiful window, and had to look just at this grimy, grungy kitchen. And uh, it was also really cool because we could get whatever breakfast we wanted made fresh. Pancakes, eggs, coffee, whatever. It was super cool. It was sort of like being in the military in that way. Um, the curry company at that time were the, were the folks that ran all the concession stands and um, hotels. And they were, they were pretty religious about things. And um, one night when we were getting crazy, um, I don't know if it was more than just me or if it was just me, uh, but I shaved the sides of my head. And um, that did not go over well. And for whatever cir- whatever reason, whatever circumstances, um, a ranger got shot close to our camp. And so they shut down the camp and evacuated everyone. Or maybe not, maybe just... So they shut down the camp and they did send some people away. So I was told because this because I had shaved the sides of my head, I had to go. I had to go down to the village and um, go to HR and <laughs> let them look at my hair. So one of the cool things about the park is they had this shuttle system... So you didn't have to pay to like get around in the park. There was this old timer. I forget what his name was, but he would drive the park in the summer and then go live in Bali for the winter. And he never really struck me as very happy. He always seemed like he just wanted to be in Bali. But he was serving his time, driving the shuttle up and down the hills at Yosemite National Park. And so I go down to HR and... According to the books, you can't have hair shorter than an eighth of an inch, which seemed wrong because there were some bald dudes that worked there in the kitchens, but it is what it is. And so I wound up 
with like 200 bucks in my pocket, little bag, going to Berkeley. Because a woman had come to Berkeley and stayed on the floor of a friend's tent and said, if you guys are ever in Berkeley, you're welcome to come stay uh, in my kitchen. I have a loft. So I hit her up. Uh, It was a bed in her kitchen, uh, about six feet up, something like that. And uh, I almost got a job working for Shambhala Books. They had a little um, table set up one day on Telegraph. And I don't know if he was the owner or the manager, but we had a great conversation. And he seemed to be pained by this decision to say, no, I couldn't get a job there because I had zero experience in anything pretty much at this time, aside from washing dishes, making a little bread and uh, not much else. And uh, so I said, okay. Uh, I played a bunch of music on the street, had some great adventures really enjoyed my experience and then as my money was running out I called up my my former boss in Yosemite and I and uh he said he hadn't replaced me yet I said my hair grew out he said all right well why don't you come back then so I went back to Yosemite and uh it was a two-week time period that I spent in Berkeley had some great adventures saw some really cool things kind of felt like I wanted to stay Uh, And then it didn't happen. And then many years later, working at the Tucson Museum of Art Summer School, uh, my boss at the time gave me a a pamphlet, a catalog for a school. She said, if you ever want to go to grad school, this is the place that you should go. And it was John F. Kennedy University with the Arts and Consciousness Program located in Berkeley, California. And at the time, I was still an undergrad and couldn't even possibly conceive of what grad school would be like or if I wanted to go or whatever. So I just kind of tucked it away. But they offered classes like Applied Alchemy, Creativity and Consciousness, just really amazing paradigms of consciousness, all these things that were completely in alignment with what I was thinking. So eventually, I sort of said to myself, if I do go to grad school, that seems like the place to go. And lo and behold, I did. So here I sit in Berkeley since uh, 2004, I think it was. And I've uh, just been having an amazing time ever since. All right, well, I hope you had some good coffee or some dinner or did the dishes. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do today aside from laundry. And... Uh, get some work done the studio awaits so we'll see what happens the painting got shipped off yesterday and it's great gosh i'm really hoping that they don't stack stuff on top of it um i think it'll survive though because i put some pretty good air pock air pillows in it the biggest concern is puncturing at this point so i will update you as things progress and when uh, the painting arrives I'll I'll let you guys know. All right, I hope you have a great day. Or evening or afternoon. Whenever it is that you're hearing this.
Mazel tov.